Good morning. Uh, we're dealing with John chapter 21. And the most important thing about John 21, it's a physical look at the Scripture in order to see what's all about. Jesus is resurrected. He comes to the Galilees. He meets seven disciples. They were fishing all night. In the morning, it's still dark. Jesus shows up at the beach and, uh, and uh, uh, asks him to throw the nets on the other side. And 157 fish came and they had breakfast. Now, that's, a, that's a quick look at the, at the Scriptures. And, uh, and you've got to be impressed that, uh, that uh, uh, it was that quick and that powerful. Now, but a quicker look at this, meaning just a quicker look at, at this scripture and a, and a deeper look at it. They were in the Galilees because the angel of the Lord, after the resurrection, appeared to the women. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus, Salome, and um, they came to anoint the body. And the angel said, go your way. Tell his disciples in Peter that he goes before you into Galilee. There you shall see him as he said unto you. So the Holy Spirit told the angels, the angels told the women, the women told the disciples. And so they went to the Galilees, not because they want to fish, but because they want to see the Lord. And they were told by the women that Jesus was going into the Galilees. Now that changes Scripture a little bit. Because there's a lot of commentary about this. That Peter should never go fishing. That's an old habit that he had. Now after the resurrection, Peter should be himself uh, uh, very much uh, 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 in ministry. So what are you going to do? in ministry and go back fishing. So, that's the criticism. What happens next is that this angel then prophesied unto the woman, go your way. It's a command. Now, if you study scriptures and you study how Jesus relates to need, a command is something very important. You have to distinguish a commitment, a command from uh, 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 an impartation. An impartation or a hand upon a situation uh, is one thing. It's communicating. It's transmitting. But a command comes after that. And this is a command. Go your way. Now, you know, Daniel 7, Daniel 10, 7 or 7, 10, one of the two, uh, speaks about a hundred million angels at the presence of God. For instance, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. A lot of people say that when you go to heaven uh, and the dead are asleep in Christ, nobody sleeps in heaven. They're alive. And I'm sure Craig Green is listening to this Bible study this morning. Go your way. Okay? Go your way. Go your way simply means tell his disciples and Peter, establishes authority of Peter, that he goes before you into Galilee. In other words, Jesus is going to be waiting for you when you get there. So did the disciples heard that that Jesus was already there when they got there? Yes. So why did they go fishing? Well, why not? You've got a bunch of boats. You've been in business a long time. 
Let's just go out and spend the night and eat some fish. Figure out what to do next. So, seven fishermen in one boat. That's a lot of men stuck into one boat. And of course, the Bible says that they fished all night. And uh, fishing is an experience that causes you to have the ability to discover something that you can't see. See, when you're fishing, you, you can't see the fish in some instances, which is easy fishing. But most fishing, you've got to pull way down there and you're just waiting on a bite. Now, I want to tell you a little story about my father. My father was a man that uh, uh, really knew how to fish. And I remember he put a pole right there on the South Georgia Lake. And I put my pole next to his. We're about th the line was about this much apart. But he was getting all kinds of bites. Why is it that the fish went onto his hook instead of mine? Did I uh, twist the pole in order to make the, 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 the hook twisted and shine? No. Did he sort of uh, played with it? No. He was just sitting there quietly. So who told the fish to, 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 <laughs> to bite his hook instead of mine? He got six fish. I got nothing. And so fishing is an experience that implies faith, implies know-how, implies understanding of the water, implies all kinds of things. So, so uh, water in life has a lot to do with God's power. The way the water moves, the way the water operates, the way we deal with the water, all the way from Moses' Uh, opening the Red Seas all the way to the Pool of Bethesda. Water is a very critical part of Scripture. The supernatural before the resurrection and after the resurrection did not change. Jesus was the same before the resurrection as He was after the resurrection. Miracles were in the supernatural operated independently of His spiritual status. So the fishing miracle was a sign from the supernatural in a prophetic utterance to firm the disciples unto the establishment of the kingdom of God on earth. In other words, another supernatural miracle of 157 fish when they did fish all night didn't get anything. It's an indication of the supernatural of Jesus upon the disciples' lives and upon the world. You see, it's impossible to be a Christian without the supernatural. It's impossible for you to live a life separated from the holiness and, and perfection of God. You can't separate life from miracles. And so, by the way, the Hebrews had no concept of heaven. Humanity would remain in the earth completely. But God came down and dwelt with men instead of man going to heaven and dwelt with God. 
So, in other words, Jesus coming after the resurrection is another supernatural uh, encounter with the disciples out of the many times that, that he, he encountered them after the resurrection. But it is an indication that Jesus, the supernatural, still do, does Jesus in the glorified body still does miracles. Now that's a very important thing. Because we Christians have this idea that only uh, Jesus can do miracles, but uh, 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 not humans. Well, Peter went into the house of Dorcas and woke her from, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and rose and, and took her from death, got her up out of, out of the death realm, and she came alive. Uh, uh, and so that's not much a difference between Jesus resurrecting Dorcas and seven fishermen finding 157 fish. It is what comes in with the understanding of eternity and heaven and the glory of God in the person of Jesus. I'm not saying to you that, uh, that unless you have a miracle, you're going to be a very important person or without that you can't. I'm not saying that. Uh, what I'm saying is, your acceptance of the reality of the person of Jesus has to include the supernatural or you're trying to be theological and get a new job. So, let's take a look at this for just a moment. So the number of fish from the place where they were and, and no fish revealed God's intention to the disciples. You see, after the resurrection, uh, what you have is, before the resurrection, Jesus is, is uh, ministering to them, going to all the world and preaching the gospel to every creature, shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, shall be my witness in Jerusalem, Jesus, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It means time to go, time to go, time to go. It's time to get on the horn, it's time to get on the donkey, and get on into the world and spread out and start preaching. Meaning, that's what's in the mind of the Lord. So, why did He meet them in the Galilees? Is there a connection between salvation and fish? Why 157 fish? To establish a miracle. But fish is, is something that every time you go into the Scriptures, you got, uh, you got sort of a... a you got to look at this, you know, uh, because I'll make you fishers of men. Uh, and so, go to your Bible, to Ezekiel. And I won't stay on it too much, too long. Uh, I'll, do, I'll be short. It's, a, it's about 15 minutes here. But go to Ezekiel chapter 47. And after the water that, you see, afterward, it's a vision of the prophet Ezekiel. Okay, in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47, uh, verse 1. He brought me again into the door of the house, and behold, waters issued out of from under the threshold of the house eastward. Everything is toward east. What do you mean? It means out of the temple, you have the golden gate, you have the church of all nations, you have the, the, the Mount of Olives, and of course the ascension is right on your left, uh, and, and, and there's the, the Kidron Valley at the bottom. That's the topography as, as, you, as you stand on the Golden Gate looking to the Mount of Olives. 
So to the left, it goes to the Dead Seas. To the right, it goes to the Mediterranean Sea. So the water is shoot from out of the threshold of the house, for the forefront of the house stood toward the east. And the waters came down from under, from the right side of the house, and at the, side, and at the south side of the altar. So if east is right here, west is behind me. South is to the right, and north is to the left. The waters were coming in out of the south. Where, where, where in the Bible is the south in, in terms of this topography? I know you, you're listening to me and I've been to Israel 12 times and you've probably never been there so you're having a hard time with this. But let me explain. There's a wall right here. There's a golden gate right there. There's a church of all nations right here. The Kidron Valley in the middle. The, go, uh, the, the, the Mount of Olives up there. Jesus' ascension is right on the left at the bottom. So, the waters is coming out of the south. What's in the south at the time of the, of the disciples with Jesus? It's the, it, it's, it's the city of David. That's the city of David. And that is the stronghold of the Jebusites, which is Mount Zion. Now I say, what do you mean by Mount Zion, Rick? That's where the New Jerusalem will come down to Mount Zion, not to where the temple is. Mount Zion. <laughs> and so the waters are coming out. Now this is all, uh, uh, Rick, what do all of this have to do with fish? Well, let's take a look. So, Mount Zion. Now as the waters go down, it begins to flow to the right and to the left. It comes out of the south, goes to the east, and it begins to inundate the Kidron Valley. And it makes a turn and goes all the way to the Dead Sea. And on the right, it goes all the way to the Mediterranean Sea. And now verse 5 says, Afterward, he measured, as Jesus showing, showing the, the dip, depth of the water, a, a thousand. And it was a river that could not pass over. Meaning, it was a large river that you couldn't swim over. It was just a, 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 lot, of, a lot of water. You just can't just swim, pass over. For the waters were risen, the waters to swim in a river that could not pass over. And he said unto me, Son of man, have you seen this? And then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink, to the brink of the river. Now Christ will not turned the attention of Ezekiel from the course or the river to the force of the river. Therefore, this scenario has the source as the sanctuary in the cause which by the altar is now the force which will portray that which the river goes. Meaning, there's, there's direction of the river and force and power of the river. Two very important things. Because when water begins to roll, there's power in it. You've seen, the, you've seen the floods these days taking houses apart. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river, there were many trees on one side and the other side. 
Now verse 6 says, And when he said unto me, Son of man, have you seen this? He, and then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Meaning, this is a vision. And Jesus is showing Ezekiel. God is showing Ezekiel. All of this in front of him. So he's here, he's not here. He's returning, he's seeing that. So there's a lot of movement on a vision. But verse 8 says, These waters issued out toward the east country and go down into the desert and, and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be, shall be healed. And it come to pass that everything that lives, which moves, whithsoever the river shall come, shall live. And so the waters bring healing. You remember that man at the pool of Bethesda? Uh, he is actually... Uh, 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 I don't know how many years old he was. He's an old man. Thirty-eight years. Thirty-eight years. Suddenly, he is uh, he is there, and he said, "I can't get on the water because every time the water moves, somebody jumped off to me, so I just can't do that." And Jesus said to him, "Take him, take your mat and walk." And he did, and he was healed. So the idea of water as a healing element is very important, and there shall be very great multitude of fish. Now, why is it that the fish comes in the picture? Mm-hmm. Now you're following me. Now you begin to smell something, don't you? Why do the fish shows up as fish here symbolizes uh, life? Water is life. Fish symbolizes fruits. Symbolizes what comes out of a fresh water. You see, water cannot come out of the toxic waters of the Dead Sea. There's no fish in the Dead Sea. There's no life in the Dead Sea. Everything there is dead. That's what they call the Dead Sea. And so, when you begin to see life from the throne of God, from the sanctuary of God, going down all the way. You're talking about, let's see now. Jerusalem is 2,500 feet above sea level. To go down is all the way to 1,200 feet below sea level. So 25 times 1,000, that's 35. That's 4,000 feet below sea level. That's where the Dead Sea is. 4,000 feet below sea level. And the water just, just rolled, rolled uh, from the throne of God and began to revive the Dead Sea. By the way, when you go there, all you see is salt. There's not much life in there. When you jump on it to swim, you can't sink because you're just, you're just floating on, on salt. But it shall become a place of a multitude of great fish because these waters shall come tighter. They shall be healed and everything shall live wither the river. What do you mean wither? That's a point. It's an English word. Anything the river touches shall live. Where the river goes, it shall live. So it shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand it from Eingeti even to Eingland. They shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds, as the fish of the great sea, which is which is 
Mediterranean Sea, exceeding many. So what is he saying? He's saying that all the way from Ein Gedi. Now, uh, we've been to Ein Gedi. Ein Gedi is at the south area of the Dead Sea. That's where Koram is, you know, where John the Baptist remained some time there and prepared to come to announce Jesus, uh, a community of, uh, of believers that took a lot of showers, a lot of bath. And uh, they ate locusts and wild honey. Uh, we've, been, we've been there, we've seen their interesting survival. So, so you're, you're telling me that from there, south of the Dead Sea, all the way to Ein Glen, which is uh, close to Jericho, the north of the lake, there will be people fishing everywhere. And the fish is so big and so powerful. And they're fishing. It's, it says here, They shall be a place to spread forth nets. And their fish shall be according to their kinds. I mean, the whole transformation. So what is he saying? Life and fruits and blessings will come as the throne of God begins to flow. What do you mean the throne? The kingdom. You're talking about the millennium. As Jesus has risen from the dead, came back to earth, took his saints with him into eternity, and returned uh, uh, into the same places he went up, which is right there on the Mount of Olives. And, uh, and, and the blessings of God after Armageddon will spread everywhere. So let me ask you this. What is Jesus trying to teach the disciples about this fishing business? Why 157 fish? It's just a picture of eternity. So they know that what they're going to do next is to return, return, return. In other words, after the ascension, the disciples needed to have a mindset that what the Holy Spirit does and does it very well is convict people and to bring them to know Jesus. And in this process of bringing to know Jesus, it's a lot of fruit. In other words... He is telling the disciples that this prophetic vision that Ezekiel had from the temple of God revitalized the Dead Sea, uh, holy waters from the sanctuary of God to toxic waters of the Dead Sea being brought to life. Fishermen everywhere catching their nets. God is simply saying uh, to the seven disciples, listen, you don't know, but there's power within you. I have discipled you for three and a half years. And now I'm about to go to the Father. And your job is to fish. Your job is to believe. Now, why did Jesus then request the supernatural of God in this situation? Because look, what Jesus asked him to do is throw the net on the right side. So he says, friends, haven't you any fish? In other words, I know you don't, but I need to ask you. Reality and fruits in life and ministry begins when you look, when you lose control of ministry and swim in the river of life. Revelation will never come to those who use dynamite to fish. It will never come. Meaning, if you have a mindset to allow them to like you. You know, I, I want to tell you, uh, I live in Athens, Georgia. 
And not many people like me around here. I mean, they don't, they don't like the way I do things and I'm a little too much for everybody. Oh, that feels good. means I particularly don't care about them either. It doesn't matter to me if they like it. I'm not a popsicle for them to lick me. And, uh, and so that, I said that early in our ministry, that I'm not going to be just somebody who wants to please them. I'm not in the business of pleasing. What I'm saying to you is that if you cannot understand the supernatural of God, you have no fruits. If people like you too much, you're no good for God. If people seem to just think a word of you, you're just running for Congress. When you see a politician that uh, tries to please everybody and, and to tell how good he is and not have a stand, a bone to stand, then you don't need that man or that woman. Mm, mm, hallelujah. Those who force their intellects to arrive to truth, truth might come, but revelation will not show up. It only comes to deep surrender to what God is trying to do with us. So am I getting something here? Are you, are you listening? Let's take a look at uh, verse 6 for just a moment. Let's go remove, move from Ezekiel chapter 47. Let's go to John 21, uh, verse 6. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. Or throw your net to the right side of the boat. So we're... This is, in other words, they were, they were fishing on the left side? But if they did that way, you see, it's impossible that seven men doing a, doing a, in a boat be only f fishing on one side. So it doesn't seem normal that seven men all night are throwing the net on one side. It doesn't fit. It's not really which side of the boat it is. It is responding to the word, throw your net. Because see, after all night fishing, I listen, one hour or two hours, I would be going home. And nothing here. Throw your net again. Throw on the right side. And so the command needs to be received. Throw again. Where all night for did, didn't do it. What is the revelation that came to the disciples here? They obeyed. So without obedience, without trying, without Moving in faith, that's no revelation. A woman came to me in Brazil. And after I was preaching for about five hours and praying for everybody, she came to the bus and wanted to be prayed again. I thought, you know, my gosh, after five hours, you got all the prayer that I have. I'm sweaty, tired, worn out, beat up. I want to go home. But she, she insisted. So I got in the, in the, in the truck in the bus and got to my seat. I'm not going to pray for anybody. I had enough. 
the Holy Spirit just go out there. So I went back there. When I went down, she knelt down on the floor, right on the dirt. And I said, uh oh, missed, <laughs> missed it. And I said, Lord, I don't know what this woman wants. I'm not listening at all. Matter of fact, I'm already in bed. Would you please, Lord, bless this woman? And I anointed with oil and, and went back. So I obeyed. Meaning the Holy Spirit in my head, in my spirit said, Get out of the, your little seat down there, little evangelist. Speak, squeak. Get, 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 get. Go down there. Go, go outside. And, and when I approached her, then I saw her faith. And I saw her demeanor. And I was embarrassed. And I apologized to the Lord. Pray for her. Three or four days later, he came, she came to the mission. And of course, I remember the day as, as of today. Because the door of our mission upstairs was on Dita Street. Right in front of it, there's a telephone pole. And it's the Tower of Pizza. Of pizza. It, it's, it's tilting to the right. Okay? And right there, she's standing, leaning toward the telephone pole. She had papers. She had AIDS in the negative. In the, in the, the test was negative and the AIDS that she had disappeared of her body. And I, I, I tell you, I, I, I know how the disciples felt. Why should we go and throw the nets on the right side of the boat? We've been here all night. Get it? But they obeyed. Now after they obeyed, and the multitude of fish came down. Noticed on verse 7. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, John, said unto Peter, It is the Lord. So the revelation of why they went to the Galilees following the prophetic statement of the angel became a reality. But first, they had to throw the net. Throughout the world at this very moment, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people listening to me. I can see Chinese and Brazilians and, and, and all kinds of countries in Africa everywhere. I can see people all over the place kneeling down on their computer and praying and, 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 and lifting their hands and hallelujah to glory to God. Now, I see that. You probably say, Ricky, you're wasting your time, you proudful pig squeak. Well, I see it. And I believe I see it because I heard a revelation from the Scripture. If I heard a revelation from the Scripture, then it's because I see it. Do you hear me? The fish symbolizes fruits into eternity. What Jesus was saying it's following the prophet in the prophets of Ezekiel. Jesus sent the disciples to the Galilee. Ezekiel is remembered in the numbers of fish and all of that. And the Lord used the fish to tell the disciples that he, in order for you to recognize who I am, you have to believe in the supernatural because I am a God that controls all the fish in the world. Amen? Lord bless you. Heavenly Father, I pray that you be blessed of God today. I pray that the Lord Jesus will strengthen you and mold you. I pray that the Holy Spirit of God will empower you, will renew you. I pray that you receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit of God upon your life. I pray that you be blessed in everything that you do. 
In Jesus' name, go, go, go. Throw your net. Meu viver 